Hi, this is Jennifer. Always wondered if you could rate us five stars and leave a review. It means so much to so us much. if you would. God bless us, everyone. No. <laughs> hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you are listening to Smooth Jazz. Coffee talk with Billy and Jen. <laughs> Cheers, baby. I've always kind of wanted to do that. It'd just be like... Smooth jazz tunes at 2 a.m. in the morning, and I will be your sonic silk. Ooh, speaking of, did you know that Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack have collaborated and they are releasing an album this month in March called Sonic Silk? Who should we collaborate with? Like as a podcast world? Yeah. Yeah, who would, we, who would be a good collaborator with us? Uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines. Do they do a podcast? No. Does Denzel Washington do a podcast? <laughs> We can just collab with anything. With Does him. Morgan Freeman or uh, I wonder if Oprah would be down? I mean, I'd be down. Oprah, if she was. we'd like to collab. Um, the Rock, Dwayne <laughs> the Rock Johnson. Does he have oh, a podcast? That would be. He didn't have time for a podcast. That would be a dream. He's okay. grinding. Vic, you grinding. you would be talking about the Rock grinding. <laughs> so, speaking of Vic, speaking of Vic, you must be grinding because she's, she's okay. throwing her. <laughs> <laughs> Her back is um, thrown out. She's been on the and grind. She's been on the grind. Yeah, you threw your back out this morning. I don't know what happened. But you, she's sitting here in talk, Coffee Talk Studios. She looks like she's in pain. I told her right before we turn on the mics. Do you want to hear my You should theories? take some Advil because she's kind of cranky. I've been taking Advil. You're cranky. Well, I, you would be too if you were in pain. Hmm. Um, I, you're mad at me because she said. You said it's impossible for you to have this problem with no injury i said I nothing i did nothing i said what did you do and you said nothing and i go it's impossible to have your back doing nothing like something happened you may not know what happened but you've clearly jacked your back maybe in the night you had a dream and you jumped up and you thought dwayne the rock johnson was in the room that tweet my back too you know what i mean what are you talking about i said no, I do not know what you mean. Please explain. Oh, Please explain. Come on, guys. Come on. Oh, we can't take ourselves too serious. What did you think? Here. You said you had a theory as to why. I had a theory. Big, well, she you know. thinks I don't exercise hard enough. Well, you exercise all the time. You're I, always on the grind, literally. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title of this podcast. Pick the sound chick on that grind. Uh, Roxy, my, my supervisor said, you don't have strong hips. <laughs> You need, to, you need to strengthen your hips. Like, hey, that—that's actually what I, I was thought about you were. I thought you were an independent contractor, so you have a supervisor. You just say that like it's a term of endearment, or she's a person for the company that you report to. Yes. Are, are you eating peanuts right now? Oh what? yeah, I forgot. We're, we're having, MSR because I can hear the. Chewing. What does MSR stand for? It's like the. I think that's the initials. You know when the people talk, eat in the microphone. Like it's really. It's, can you can you hear me eating no, right don't, now? Oh, it's disgusting. Is it really? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> But mm. but I think my theory is, and what I've heard is that when your back is constantly being thrown out, unless it's, not it's like constantly, it's like once a year. Uh, that's kind of regular. That's all um, the rock visits. Is that your core? Your core. You have to strengthen your core, and I think stretching, strengthening is going to ultimately strengthen your lower back. How am I not surprised that your solution to this problem is, is somehow working out in fitness? But you know what. You know what, ma'am? I, I want to get the professionals in the room. I think they thing. might side with me on that one. Just a little bit. Um, um, spring I'll is say it's my hips. My hips don't lie. All right. Get your hips they together. 
Um, sorry to hear Speaking about your Speaking of hips and lips and Victoria, she's single. Whoa. Oh, it just happened. She's single. You're telling me those hips and lips are all alone? They're, they're alone. She, <laughs> I don't know if they are. She threw her back out last night and none of us seem to know how. <laughs> Apparently, nothing happened. <laughs> um. Hey, She's you know what? Last night I felt like we went Friends, on. A, we went if you on a, want a date, I will. I will hook you up. Can we move on? Why are you trying to move it on, mate? If she wants. Oh, to you want there, this, Vic? I was doing that for you. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right. What number do you want him to call? Four two five four nine five. Don't. <laughs> don't give him your phone number. Nine seven five two. Wow, you don't even know who listens to this. But, there you go. Okay, here's my number: seven three four two nine one zero zero seven one. That was like way too many numbers. Call that one, man. See what happens. Yeah. Last night we went on a little walk. It was kind of fun. It felt like spring in the air last night for whatever reason. In the evening. Yes, it did. It a got little a little crisp, crisp warmth coming in. You oh, know? I'm ready. I am ready for spring. Sitting in Co-op Talk Studios. We're actually recording this the night before it airs. Uh, we've been busy, man. So things Just have been getting backed up. But Just a little bit. It's it's evening, but I see blue sky. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful too. And this week we will celebrate. Our 24th 24 years. wedding anniversary. Cheers, babe. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to you. Cheers, my love. 24 so years. We've been counting down on Coffee Talk. Shocking, you made it. <laughs> yeah, that's actually and a true statement. Vic, yeah. you've been along for the journey, let me tell you. That's yeah. right. Okay, out of the 24 years we've been married, how many of those years do you think at some point, if you combine them all, you've lived with us? In the very beginning, you lived with us when you were super young and single. I would say and out I'm of. Super old and single. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Are you single though? Because you threw your back out last night. <laughs> it's not going to stop. I swear to God. The whole podcast. Six months from now, she's like, you're right. That was. <laughs> I've been secretly dating this guy. Speaking um, of, of a celebration, you're going to be, your birthday's next month. Oh, yeah. On April Fool's. A, a month from yesterday. Oh, wait. No, it's not. It's not on April Fool's. Okay. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I do that every time. I'm always like, happy birthday. Just kidding. April Fool's. <laughs> Vic was born on April Fool's Day, which is brilliant. Man, I wish I was born on April Fool's. Um, man, we're so distracted at this point. We we're talking about what we've been married for, 24 years. 24 years. And it's been wonderful. It's been fabulous. We made it to Heisel's. We have been working up to this last four weeks. This is the fourth week. And we've been talking about four life-altering lessons that we have learned over the course of two and a half decades. It's been a good journey these four weeks. Yeah, it's been kind of fun. You've definitely gotten your marriage sex fix because you always want to talk about marriage and sex. So. Yes. Um, that's my anniversary gift to you. I don't know if you're expecting something else. <laughs> Actually, we when we went to Miami a couple weeks ago, that was, ago, our, that was our a getaway. part of our, our trip. We'll go to dinner somewhere nice. Like I'll take her to like, I don't know, like either Burger King or McDonald's, whichever one you, you choose, babe. Chick-fil-A, put it on there. If, I mean, that'd be a little more expensive than I was planning, but I will I will do that for you after 24 years of marriage. Your, your generosity is blessing me right now. Yeah. Um, what if we do this? Before we get to lesson number four, because today we're going to talk about the fourth life-altering lesson, um, could we kind of go down memory lane and highlight um, the last 24 years? This would be impromptu. I need you kind of just... I think it'll be fun. It's fun for me. It's kind of nice to reminisce. I mean, 24 years is no joke, so let's... Let's take a moment in the podcast world. And um, what if I give us like categories, like, and you say like, what what are some of your highlights in that category over the last 24 years? I know it's going to be hard and we're probably going to say a million times, like, it's so hard to decide. I can't think, but let's just, so, okay. If I give you the, the category of most romantic in the last 24 years, babe, one of the most romantic moments we've spent <clears throat> together in marriage. I have to say our trip to Paris and Venice. 
Ah, which one specifically, Venice or Paris? Venice would be probably just being at a hotel in the middle of a little island between all all these other islands was uh-huh. the most romantic. It was like movie romantic. Yeah, you can't really put the words gondola to ride. It. Like we were, li- and I literally yes. started playing Louis Armstrong while the guys like taking us through the little waterways of Venice. We felt we were literally in a movie. It was just the dreamiest trip ever. Okay, I would say mine would be when I proposed you after ten years. We just moved to yes. Seattle. Yes. I reproposed to you again on the Seattle waterfront. With the most beautiful ring. I'll give you a new ring. Huge diamonds. Well done. Yeah. That was, was I, super romantic. Was I supposed to do another one at 20? I, that was. Do we just keep giving rings every 10 years? Well, you kind of set a pattern, so I was expecting it. All right. What's been your most adventurous? <laughs> he moves right one on. of your most Yeah, I move right on. What's one of your most adventurous highlights in the last 24 years? Adventurous. Probably or, moving from... Our whole family leaving everything from from Atlanta to Seattle. Yeah, fourteen. Dude, that well, was an adventure. Do you know it's, this month is fifteen years, right? Fifteen years. Fifteen years ago, uh, moving our whole family—that was probably the biggest. I think it's fourteen. 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 Oh, fourteen yeah. years. So we were fourteen. Um, yeah. Well, that's you. You were born and raised in that city, so you left everything you knew, everyone you knew. Like, what an adventure. Way to go. I would say that, then also skydiving. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I you mean, almost, it seems so cliche, but it was... broke it was, your knee. I just almost died, but it was awesome. Okay, let's go with this. What has been one of the most exciting highlights of the last 24 years? Like, scary, but in a good way for you. Uh, probably the last 12 months for me. Eight, for real? Yeah. Out of 24 years? Yeah, I mean, I, okay. To explain, well, I mean, I probably agree. I mean, we've had some, we've had some, some crazy years, but I think that we kind of like leverage it all. Finances, starting again. Yes, we did. Um, so go yeah, big or go home. We did. We we launched a or go back to where you started. A business. Um, so that's been the most exciting for you in a good way. Scary in a good way. Yeah, scary. I mean, you exciting. launched a business, babe, without a business loan. Yeah, I mean, like, totally. It's been like, what? What are we doing? Serenity like, had a friend it. over this just this evening while we were down there, and she was talking about, she goes to Serenity. She's like, let's start a business. And I turned, I was like, you could. I was like, you know, my wife, she only has a high school diploma, and she started two businesses. And she didn't know it, her friend, and she's like, what? <laughs> she thought, like, for sure, you were like a doctor so of sorts. So she got out of that was like, I don't have to go to college. <laughs> you're gonna be, to- go, you can be totally dumb. She's gonna go home to her parents tonight. Mom, Dad, uh, I don't want to go to college. <laughs> Pastor Billy. Um, okay, for me, I would say my most ed- exciting moment in 24 years, in a good way, would have been resigning from an executive role two years ago. Because for me, I had worked most of my adult life to get to that point. Had been at that point for about five years, and it was kind of the pinnacle, right? And then to step away from it, but knowing that I was supposed to, um, kind of like this whole thought of like beginning again, but not from the beginning, but from where I am now, like start now where you are. So it was scary, but scary in a good way. Love and I that. wouldn't change a single thing, but so yeah. Okay. What about this? I'm, I'm going there. What would you say in the last 24 years, be honest now, would be one of the highlights of your most, of one of our intimate moments? Sex. Yeah. In Paris. <laughs> Like, it was in Paris. I feel like Paris, yeah. I two mean, yes, weeks, making love in Paris, yeah. Two weeks yes. with you. The 500 but, times you know, that we, we did, You know, we hadn't yes. been on a trip by ourselves for that long. For a, I don't know, at least. Ever, maybe? Ever? Maybe when, no, I don't, when we were young and didn't we've have never, kids, we didn't have enough money yeah, to go on a We've trip never for two been weeks. away from, we've done so many wonderful family vacations and weekend getaways together. Yeah. But two full weeks, just you and I, that was the 
best two weeks. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, sex is the best. Food is the best. Coffee's the best. Everything's the best when you're together. So making love in the city of love. Totally. Um, uh, for me, highlight and intimacy. I'm just going to say, let's see, how can I put it? You Don't say this one. 2,000 cruise ship nine times. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Typical man. Yeah, yeah, I was just uh, Moving on. Say. You asked. Or wait, moving did you? Right along. All right. No, I did not. Oh, well, well yes, played, Victorious. Okay. Um, okay, let's, we got to move on. But okay, in 24 years, in, in, in the realm of success, all the successes you've had, what would be one of the highlights over the last 24 years for success, would you say? Um, that's you're, easy. You're crushing these, man. Well, I typically think I, I would have to I, go. But. The boys, like the fact that I'm done raising my boys and they still want to hang out with us, with me, and they they randomly daily hug me. Yeah. And when I see, like just for no reason, I, I mean, Caleb lives with us still, so he, I see him every day. And then when I see Judah, he's like, you know, always just hugs me and checks in on me. So my boys, for sure. Yeah. I feel like that's been the highlight and the most... Like the, the way they've turned out. Rewarding thing. Yeah. For it's sure. like putting a cake in the oven and you don't know if it's going to come out like soft and moist and or cooked. Or dry. And you are saying essentially, if I could put words into your mouth, like our sons are just like soft, moist cake. That doesn't even go together. What? That's what? not what you said? That doesn't even work. <laughs> what a, that's like the worst rabbit trail ever. <laughs> it's not a rabbit trail. It's a metaphor. It's a terrible metaphor. It's a life metaphor. No. I mean, rabbit anytime you. you go with cake, I rabbit think. Rabbit metaphor. Okay, for me, success. I would honestly, if I'm trying to think about it, you know, it's kind of um, family, I just think. I think if you just say, what's, what, do you, what do you, in the last 24 years, what's been our greatest success? I would just say it's family. Our immediate family, our kids for sure, mm-hmm. you know, um, you kind of just pray and hope. You actually you don't just pray and hope. You're very intentional, but you know, you know, you, you you see all the horror stories and stuff. And then I think like extended family. I think our our friendship with my brothers and sisters and your family and my family and like just over the years. You know what I'm saying? Like I think of like and then family that I've had that I'm getting closer to the year. So like I've always loved you know my sister Christiana and brother in law Travis, but they've lived here now for the last has it been five years, Vic? And I feel like we're getting close. And yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I love it. Cheers to succeeding. I think that's real success. Cheers. Okay, maybe one more. Most memorable moment. Some of your most memorable. Maybe one of the most memorable. I mean, this is is that impossible? Like, maybe it's like a vacation. <laughs> Stop. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Nine times. Um, um, in twenty four years, what's one you're so most? Probably memorable? just like family vacations, and I couldn't think. Probably the, the ones we've taken in Destin, um, weekend or holiday getaways with the family to Chelan. Yeah, Lake Chelan um, for Thanksgiving I has think those become have been very memorable. That's become classic. Yeah. Or New Year's. Or New Year's. Yeah. We started tradition like way back when when we got a killer deal at Chelan and and we've kind of tried to do it at least every other year. Which is a house. We, we go to this house. It's on a lake. And we go there during the Thanksgiving and Christmas time, wintertime. And so everyone's gone. It's a very busy place, but not during that time. It's like a ghost town. It's just beautiful. You feel like you're in a like a Narnia. Yeah, it's I mean, mountains. It snowed snow two years ago we were there. It's yeah. just gorgeous. Yeah, and all the family comes. Like we get a house and there's like twenty of us. And that was on the that was on the that was the beginning of when all the change started happening with us. And I think it was just real memorable that whole weekend. Yeah, we do good with vacations. I'd say our vacations are like Destin, Florida. I mean we vacation a lot of places, but man, Destin, Florida holds a special place in my heart. We're gonna go back there this I year. I was telling someone yeah. the other day that um we were talking about vacations and I was just like, Yeah, we we've intentionally saved every month. 
um, every, you know, every year, every month, put away money to go on vacations. And it has been the best thing for our family. We'll try to do, I mean, we did seven days, one week, one time. We'll do nine days, 14 days. But we typically try, we try to do weeks. two weeks. Yeah. And I think that's just been such a blessing for our our family, our relationship. It's just been the best. Yeah. All right. Uh, maybe movies. you have an answer for this or maybe you don't. Like what about in the last 24 years, the most shocking thing, like something that took you off guard or what has been one of the most shocking experiences or lesson, you know, like, I don't even know what I'm asking. Um. <laughs> hey, Vic, the sound chick, you can take some more Advil. <laughs> probably friends. So you have an answer. This is great. You probably, are on it. Probably friends dis- dismissing friends. I think mm. I have, I've journeyed. Yeah. Uh, I think I've, excuse me, you've been dismissed. I've seen and participated in just some really a shocking and difficult for really no reason at all um, moments with friends. So that's probably been maybe for me personally. Yeah. Wow. That took a turn. But no. I would have thought you said something more like your parents' divorce or something. After 28 years. That was a relief. Wow. I guess that wouldn't have been a shock. You're right. No, that yeah, wasn't a people shock. People aren't happy if you're not. Yeah, if you're not. If. I mean, if it's personal, that would have, it would still be my answer. But yeah, I mean, like, I mean, we've, shocking was when I went blind, you know, I, I had a stroke. I mean, like, there's so many things in our life, right? There's yeah, like, but I mean, I've, when I've, I'm thinking about that question and I kind of feel like recently. the way people, friends, not just say people, the way friends can change so quickly and relationships can change so quickly. Um, and you almost, like, out of left field. Like, I can understand, like, if I punch you in the face, not you, but like my friend, and you don't want to hang out with me anymore, then I can't, I'm not shocked by that. But when it's like things just seem to be going well, and you know what I'm saying? And and we're actually pretty good. I feel like we're really good friends, and we have really good friends, and we have over life. But I've seen that even back when we lived in Atlanta, and then you know in our Seattle days, and then here recently over the last three or four years, it's been very real. It's just like how quickly people can change. And just boom. And then you're just, it's shocking. It it's makes like, me so, I would, if I could do like a case study on like, yeah. what was the things, all the different relationships that have ended like that? Like what was the, maybe the common thing? It would be interesting to see what happens. But mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, probably meth use is involved yeah, or something maybe, like that. You know. Yeah. Um, what was what the was your answer? That's, I just answered. Oh. Uh, you've taken well, away. Did you have her answer? Yeah. I agree with you. Answer? How people can change so quickly. Uh, Oh, for no, how no. friends can change Crazy so quickly answer. for no reason. No, what? <laughs> that was piggybacking on mine, but I, I you I, piggyback on my stuff don't all the time. On hers. Don't fanny pack it, man. <laughs> you ride on my back all the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. I'm just thinking of Vic and The Rock. That's all I'm thinking about right now. Yeah, we are. <laughs> oh man, let's get some more. Let's get some more. Um, what kind of drugs muscle are you taking? Relax. Yeah, yeah. Let's get some muscle relaxers in her. Give her a glass oh, of gosh, wine. Oh gosh, that'd be so funny. Okay, real quick, <laughs> let's recap. This I'm, I'm going to be honest. The fourth life-altering lesson that we're going to cover in this podcast for the next 15 minutes um, is one that I would say for me personally is the hardest. And out of all the life lessons we've covered, the first one was like we're in it together as long as we're together. And I feel like after 24 years, we kind of crushed that. Yeah. I mean, we're never perfect in any of them. The second one was that's not your mom, that's my wife, right? And that was huge, I feel like, um, even to... I feel like that's an area where we're really good at. Like we... You know, what was the last one that we just did? Um, I don't remember, Vic. What was our, what was the third? Communication. Um, um, better to be silent than to. Oh, a wise man once said yeah, there you go. nothing, right? Wise man once said nothing. So, and I feel like we're getting good at that. I'm going to be honest with this one that we're about to tell you and we're about to talk about for the next few minutes is one that 
I am still working on. I feel like we're still working on, and we are definitely not going to come from a place of like we've kind of we do this well. I think we we have done this well. I'm gonna be honest too. I feel like I did this much better the first ten years of marriage, and then these last fifteen, and even more specifically the last five. I've had to really work. It's be, it's harder. The longer we've been married, the harder it's become. Ooh. Um, whereas the first one, you know, like. You know, we're in it together as long as we're together in it. I feel like the longer we've been married, the better we're, we've gotten at that, the yeah. easier, more natural totally, that's yes, become. Absolutely. This one for me is, um, it's more difficult. So here's what it is, and I'll, and I'll try and keep it pithy. If it's all about you, then eventually it will only be you. If it's all about you, then eventually it it'll only be you. I'll put it this way. If yeah. you're first, Got we're both first. And it's it's this thought of, I think, one of the life-altering lessons that we are learning in marriage and have learned, but we are working on, is putting each other first in everything. And when we first got married, it was much easier for me. I think it was natural. I watched my dad do that, so I kind of learned from that. I think we just, you know, I don't know. And I think, and we still do that, but it has become, I have found over the course of 24 years, the times where I'm like, what a what about me? You know what I'm saying? Like, like oh, am I not putting you first? No, enough? you do. But I just want to be honest. Like, I definitely don't want to talk on this topic for a short time. And I honestly don't want to talk too long about it because I don't feel like we're experts at it by any stretch of imagination. But I don't want to talk it from like a place of like we've kind of like figured it out because I certainly don't feel like we have. But I would, I mean, would you agree? Have this it, is one of the biggest totally. lessons what we are learning and have learned, right? I was going to say, have any of us? figured any of it out i mean like i think we're always learning always growing but Mm -hmm. i get what you're saying there's this this is not maybe we're not our strength is not in this topic as much i get it well yeah i mean you can't be good at everything i i'll put it this way speak for yourself (laughs) yeah i'll say this if you want to be alone in life make life all about you right if you want to be alone in life make it all about you um people will will not want to be around you if it's always about you. And I think in marriage, one of the things that we have found that has made our marriage successful, and we do have a successful marriage, I'll say it. We have our highs and our lows, our goods and our bads, ups and our downs, right? Um, but we have a successful marriage. I'm, I'm super grateful for that. I love you very much. I'm grateful that we're 24 years celebrating it this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm ready for mm-hmm. 24 more years. Let's go. I'm down for old sex. Like, let's do it. All the things. <laughs> in 20 years. Um, but putting each other first, man, that is, I would Huge. think, is one of the greatest lessons to keep a marriage healthy, strong, vibrant, keep us in love. But it is so hard. Mm-hmm. It's easy to do for a weekend. It's easy to do on Valentine's Day. It's easy to do on our birthdays or our anniversary, right? But like just day in, day out, constantly thinking in terms of what what would you want? You know, was the greatest example of that was your father. Yeah. I, I mean, he was just, he was always preferring, always thinking of your mother. I mean, and I'm sure he didn't bet a thousand. I mean, if she was in here, she'd be like, that's not true. But I mean, he, yeah, he simplified that, I would say, most of the time, you know. Um, but I agree. I agree that selflessness, you know, is the key ingredients to a happy marriage. Wow, and I'm having a psychological moment right now because maybe that's why it was easier for me the first eight, 10 years of our marriage because my dad was alive. He was always the example And I was watching it. him do it. Because I remember, I literally felt that. I was like, I feel like I was better at this. I mean, we still do it and we're very intentional about it, but it's hard. 
it's just not as easy because sometimes I'm like, dude, you're being selfish. So I'm going to be selfish or like you're thinking about what you want. So, I'm, you know, like and you have to like you have to be very, very intentional to to put the other first. So, OK, we are talking about a universal it just, character trait in every human called selfishness. And our culture just screams. Our culture take, is so selfish. Self be selfish. Everything's about take me. Everything's OK. Look at social take media. It or look at me. Take it. Yeah. Like me. Talk about me. Follow me. me. Yes. Comment to me. I mean, like, all of it. People are paying money so that you think that people are following them. People pay money for likes so that you think that people like them. I was talking to my son the other night, and he's like, he was showing me different accounts on social media where they have like over 10,000 followers, and they have like all these, like they have like three or 4,000 likes on each thing, but they turned off the comments. He's like, you know why they turn off the comments? Because no they realize no one comments because they only have five people following them, but they want you and everyone else to think, the five people who follow them, that they have thousands wow. of people. I mean, it's, I'm like, what is happening? It's at the at the inherent it's insecurity, but inherently it's this selfishness. Like mm. me, me, me. Okay, I was I was reading this book, which was kind of tongue in cheek, but they were talking about narcissists. And I loved how they kind of like explained what narcissism is, which to be a narcissist, I think, is an actual disease. But I think all humans have the tendency. narcissistic tendencies. And what a narcissist does is they relate everything back to themselves. Everything comes back to them. So whatever's being said, whatever's being done. They relate it back to them and they have an inability or you could say an unwillingness to put anybody else's interests first. It's always their interest. So if you, if you, it's selfishness, it's selfishness at its core. Actually, people would say probably doctors that narcissism is clinical selfishness. Like they, they cannot put your interests first. It's always like, what's best for me? How does that affect me? What would this mean for me? What will you do for me? How will this help me? It's just, that's all it is. And there's some of that in all of us. For some of us, there's more of it. For others of us, there's less of it. But nonetheless, all of us have this tendency to like me, 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 me. So how in God's name can we fight the innate selfishness in each one of us so that our marriages, our love, whatever, if you're in love with someone, so that we don't allow it to literally sabotage us and in the end, make us alone, right? Because if we keep insisting on what we want or what we think we deserve, we will always ensure that people won't want to be around us. Hashtag all by myself. Yeah. Like if you're always insisting on what you want, on what you deserve, well, then you will always be ensured that people will not want to be around you. And that could even translate into our love relationships. Dear God, it could translate into our marriages. There's something super, super powerful about putting the other person totally. first. And so how? I mean, I think if, if you're not married and you're single or you are married and you're struggling, I think find if it's your spouse, start with start there. But if you're not married, find something or someone to serve. Like I know that seems Thank super you. practical. No, but that is it. I was just thinking like you know, Help as somebody. a little girl, what woke woke my woke me up and my eyes to the world was is my parents allowed me to go on a mission trip by myself at thirteen, and all we did was serve people, and then we would do things in our city and serve people, and then I would, you know, my mom was excellent at helping and and caring for other people, so I learned early on that the world doesn't revolve around me, around us, that there are other people that need more than we need. And we learned to serve out of our need. I mean, we, I mean, we didn't have much money growing up. I mean, we were not as poor as your family, but we didn't have a lot. But we always, always had something to give. And um, I think the best way you can learn to be selfless 
is to serve. Serve yeah. someone. Volunteer in your church. Volunteer in your city. Get involved in communities. Have anything. Whatever you're doing, serve. Just Do serve. something kind for your the person you love. Do something kind for other people. Mm-hmm. For anyone, really. Just and, practice and serving with serving no people. strings attached. Serving with to somebody and for someone that maybe can't even return that favor. Totally. You know, it's just there's a level of of just uh, humility that that comes into your life when you realize serving just changes you as a person. It totally it does. Completely and, changes you. And just do it. Like just literally. Like you should wake up every day. And I'm telling this to myself because I want to get better at this. And like think about like who can I just help today? Who can I serve today? Who can I just take a glass of water over to? You know what I'm saying? Like okay, I was over the weekend at, at the 116 church that we pastor. I was telling I was talking about Booker T. Washington, who's just a great great black man in, in history who did so many things. He was. I mean, he was the president of the Tuskegee College in Alabama. He was the institute. He was an advisor to many presidents over his life. I mean, he was just a man among men. One of the great things he had to do is he had this ability to serve other people. He was once walking through a very elite white neighborhood on his way home from the college where he was the president, right? And as he's walking, a white woman who's just not thinking comes out and she says, excuse me, sir, would you like to make some money chopping wood? She just assumes because he's a black man that he would like to chop wood. To which the president of the Tuskegee National Institute says, "Uh, absolutely. Goes in her backyard, takes off his jacket, chops her wood. She tries to pay him. He's like, nah, you know what? I needed the workout. Thank you very much. Leaves, goes to his house, which is probably just a block or two down the way in the same neighborhood. And her neighbor comes over. True story. And she's like, what was Booker T. Washington doing at your house? She's like, who? She's like, Booker T. Washington. He's one of the most famous men in the world right now. She is beside herself. She goes the next day to his college, goes to his executive office, has to walk past his bodyguards and his secretary and his executive staff, walks into his massive office, and she apologizes profusely for her behavior and her assumption, to which he responds. He's like, it's no problem. No need to apologize. It's my pleasure to do a favor for a friend. Like, what? Yeah, that's next level. And of course, as... As the story goes, she will go get a bunch of her rich friends and they make a massive donation to the college. Of course they do. Yeah. But here's the point I'm saying. He had the he just would serve people. Yeah. He just served. He's like, I'm just gonna do something good for you. Do you know if you practice doing that, you can break selfishness in your life? It's a fact. Um, if I want to break eating habits, I just practice eating well. And I just eat well, eat well. This is actually true for my life. The last four years, I've lost probably over 100 pounds, right? I remember when we first, I started probably six years ago trying to change the way I eat. We got rid of all the carbs in the house. Mm-hmm. We got rid of all the sweets in the house. We would eat salmon. We would eat things. For the longest time, I hated it. Now you know what I crave the most in the whole world? Grilled salmon, fresh cucumbers, grilled mushrooms, peppers. Like It makes my mouth water. Did you ask me six years ago, I'd have been like, I want freaking cheese fries and I want a pizza and I want, I want something sweet. You know what I'm saying? Like, practice it changes i i hate to run but if i go run regularly for for a good amount of time let's say a month or two just three times a week all of a sudden there's something in me that desires just to get out there and to get on the open road and to breathe and your lungs open up and the fresh air and the energy and it actually gives you energy right like anything that you practice so you saying like just serve somebody like Mm -hmm. find somebody in your world today start serving them preferably the person you love. And I think too, I think what happens over time, thus 24 years, the people you are closest to, we start neglecting to serve as much. Yeah. And it's because familiarity. Familiar. You know, and you become familiar. You, you, there's the person you get agitated with. It's the person you know all you the things the about them that are annoying. They're going to love you no matter what, right? right? But I think, Take it for granted. I think the challenge is in life as we 
get older or we're married longer is to serve the people who are the closest to us, the closest to us. And I mean, it's easy for me to cross the street and go serve someone. I'm like, yeah, down, let's help this neighbor. But like, I'm frustrated with you. I need to serve you. I need to be selfless in this moment. That's, that can be more challenging, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's definitely serving. You know, what? another way I love that. And I think that, I mean, that alone, you know, another way I think that we can combat selfishness in our, in our love relationships is to celebrate one another. Um, publicly, by the way, don't compete with each other. Celebrate one another. Love that. So, like for instance, like when you do well, yeah, like I make a big deal about it, and not just to you. I should to you, but like even publicly in front of our kids, in front of friends, and genuinely, not fake. Like, oh, your mom is so amazing. I'm not talking about all that BS. I get so mad. The people that I've known that just like, you're so amazing. It's like, please stop patronizing me. But like, genuinely, like, did you know like what your mom did? Like, and I would say, I mean, I think for you, there was times when you've been very successful in business and maybe I wasn't doing so well. Well, there was a, there was a part of me, I felt this, like, uh, I'm kind of intimidated by it. But instead I was like, man, like I got a sugar mama. You need to get you one of those. There's times where you definitely, because you're a, you're a girl boss, where I was doing well or I got a massive promotion or I was really succeeding and moving forward. And you kind of, I remember you even saying like, I mean, what am I even doing? Like, I don't even know what I'm doing. But you always celebrated me, always made a big deal about it. You always honored. And I, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't you think, babe, one of the ways to break selfishness is to celebrate, celebrate. one yes. another? Yes. Make a big deal about it. Okay, my brother-in-law just got a promotion. So tonight we're going to go get Daru cake, your idea, by the way, and we're going to take it over his house. And then this weekend we're all going to get together and we're going to go get happy hour. We're not. <laughs> Vic shakes her head. <laughs> Crap. But we're going to do something to celebrate with him, right? Like we just have to make an effort to like, it helps break selfishness. It helps to break that competing thing like, why are they getting good and I'm not getting good? Like, Just celebrate the fact that they're winning. It will help you be less selfish. And again, this is all reminders for us. Okay, I got another thought. Um, Admit the wrong you've done and forgive the wrong done to you. (laughs) Totally. I think this, you're like, how do I get, how can I work on putting the person I love first? Well, first of all, Admit the wrong you've done and forgive the wrong done to you. Own your BS. Admit the wrong you've done. Just, just It's selfish to hang on to, it's also prideful, to hang on to like, no, 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 just, you know what? I was wrong. It doesn't matter if they were wrong too. And, and Admit you were wrong. We, and we have to stop going months and months and years and years and not letting it go. Like, I think we all collectively have to start owning our BS. Mm-hmm. And I've just, even, even in families, like, it's like, okay, that, that brother hurt you or that whatever. It's like, at what point do we have to face the music and forgive? Because like we always said, forgiveness doesn't make them right. It makes you free. And don't you think when we're forgiving wrongs done us, so we're admitting the wrong that's done us, but we're forgiving the wrongs done us. I think in marriage, and this is where I have to get better. And I'm committing to you over the next 24 years, babe. I'm going to work better at this is there has to be a little forgetting too. You know, I've heard the statement like, you know, forgive, but don't forget. And I understand. And some things you can forgive and maybe you can't forget terrible wrongs done to you. Maybe there's always a remnant even. And, you know, I can only imagine like atrocities that have been done to you that you, you can't forget. But I think in marriage, as much as you can, when you forgive, try to forget it too. Like what I mean is like, like you do something to me, you say something don't to me, it. I forgive don't you. Replay it it's in not, your mind. I don't, it's not healthy. Forget. I know I was going to say it's not forget. fair, but it's actually not healthy two weeks later when you do something to be like, you did it again. You did that two weeks ago and now you just did it again. It's like, 
wait a second, I thought we resolved that. I thought like we made up and you forgave me. I did, but you did it again. It's like, you need to kind of like forget it. Just like put it aside and just be like, I'm not going to hold that against you. Thus, you're hoping that the person also doesn't hold your wrongs against you. And can I say this when it comes to just serving each other, you know, putting each other first? It goes both ways because I think a lot of people and I even my own mind is like, well, so if all I ever do is put you first, mm-hmm. your needs first, well, what if that's what you just come to expect? And now you're just like, yeah, me first, me first, me first. Well, I that's mean, a very real reality. Well, and that will lead to side. that will lead to trouble. Like that's going to lead to trouble. Like if there's an expectation that it's always me and if I'm the person like, I'm just always putting you first. So here's the, here's what we're saying in marriage, in love, love and marriage. Well, in friendship. What we're saying, yeah, or in friendship is we're both committing to that. Right. And there becomes this it, beautiful it's balance. It's always, always one side. Anything can get toxic. Anything can get dysfunctional, right? And then, yeah. and that's, and I'm glad you even addressed that because the point is, is that you start, you start being selfless, you start serving, and more than likely the other person is going to respond in the same manner. Like that's just it's it's human human nature. Well, love and marriage and doesn't, doesn't happen with happen, one person alone. Then there's some yeah. there's some changes you'll but have to make. But if you both do that, right? And I feel like the best years we've had in our marriage in this area is when we are both just genuinely kind of like, no, babe. And then so there's give and take. And so sometimes we'll do what you want to do, sometimes we'll do what I want to do, or but if it's if the expectation becomes like no 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 just do what I want then that right. becomes very dysfunctional and so again it's the assumption that marriage is two love is two I mean if you if you want everything your way and you want everything catered to you get used to being alone get used to being alone because that's just not reality and that's not healthy but in love and marriage a lesson life altered lesson for us is putting others first right yes it's so great it's such a good if reminder. it's all about you. Then eventually, it will only be you. Only you. Well, babe, happy anniversary. Happy 24 years. 24 years. We've been together. And marriage. Marriage. uh, And I love you so much, darling. I love you too. Cheers, my love. Cheers. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us, or follow us on social media at It's Billy Huffman. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers.